I already don't enjoy this first part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looks good to me, honestly. Why is it sweatless? <laughs> Wait, what's happening? <laughs> don't. Let's pod the cats. You'll find <laughs> out. You'll find out. Tonight on Rogue Padron, a sweatless arm, several large space worms, just the two of us in a dark underground cave. And they would have both fit on the lifeboat. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Don't wanna hear Welcome to Season 26, Mission 4, Episode 199 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we will be continuing Splinter of the Mind's Eye with Chapters 8 and 9. They're apparently very weird. <laughs> but before that, here's it's so a long. Quick, They're so long. Here's a quick <laughs> reminder of your posts. These it's chapters Andy. aren't any longer than any other book. Heath, this is just what it's like to actually read. It's just... Uh-huh. <laughs> the book's only 120 pages. <laughs> it's just a lot. There's just so Every much in that 120 pages. pages. <laughs> oh, so long. <laughs> if Danny Rook 6 was an essential moving tool, there would be a playlist of nonstop jams to keep packing motivation up. Yeah. You really need that. That's just, an important um, thing. And yet, somehow, all of them are just a different cover of Call Me Maybe. Oh, yeah. That tracks. That's it. <laughs> Ash, Rogue Nine, would be a 12-pack of Sharpies, so there's enough to keep them in every room and in all of your pockets, because shit's gotta be labeled properly. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I love Sharpies. It's okay. And I love Ash, so it tracks. See? I do always have pens and sharpies in my pockets, so nailed it. I would, but I have really bad luck in the ink boys. Uh, right? Oh, <laughs> I just only wear black pants, so it's most it's mostly fine. Mm, that's smart. That's smarter than me. Though I do have the problem that I often have metallic sharpies, so I'm screwed. <laughs> so wear most silver pants. Like I got a fucking Technicolor nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone uh, is going to be that, it'll be me. <laughs> I support you in those endeavors. Thank you. Staff, Rogue 7 would be the tissue paper slash bubble wrap slash foam, etc. to make sure that all your little friends are safe and intact throughout the journey. I love to be the foam for my friends. Yeah. Heath, Rogue 3, would be the 12 pack of clear, extra durable packaging tape that you definitely bought enough of this time and that won't run out the day before the movers are coming nope, definitely not <laughs> that would this never time happen. you bought enough <laughs> this time for sure this time for sure <laughs> and i'm meg rogue leader and i'm the box full of broken down boxes you saved from your previous moves and from also larger packages you had during the year because it's really too expensive to keep buying new boxes for moving that's ridiculous you know what i do when i need a new box is i go around <laughs> Yeah, you just go, you ask, Pete, you go yeah. to the liquor store. Oh, I don't ask. I go around behind like Briscoe's or Farmer's or whatever, and I just steal a bunch of boxes from the recycling. They're in the recycling. They're in the recycling. That's free. <laughs> I learned, no, that's, free boxes. I've learned that from crime, um, from, from like crime shows. If it's in I've learned that from crime. From crime. <laughs> if it's in <laughs> a dumpster Mac, or don't trash, say your crimes. <laughs> it's fair game once it's in there. Like, yeah, nobody wants it. That's why it's in as there. As long as you're not trespassing. Yeah, as long as you're not trespassing. But like that, 
They put them in the garbage. It's yours now. Yeah. I might be trespassing. I don't know, but nobody's going to care. I love to trespass. No, I don't. I really don't. I get yeah, very, I... <laughs> I get very nervous about breaking rules. Yeah, I get very stressed out when I break the law. It doesn't even have to be an official trespass. If I just see people have cordoned off an area for like fun, I'm like, we can't go past there. That they're having fun. They have cordoned off that area. <laughs> There's a road cone there. I've, I've trespassed so much. <laughs> That does not surprise me. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I used to dump, dumpster dive in the industrial center, like the industrial areas in my town, so I could oh, that rolls. Take, I could take like little like materials and, and things. Yeah, I found a bunch of acrylic sheets one time. It was great. Oh, nice. oh that rolls. Damn, I should have done that when I was doing cosplay. Could use that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and now I just have seventy-five acrylic tubes. Um, in my grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> someday you'll use them um speaking of things i'll someday use i have a question about star wars what's up about star wars uh star wars visions have we seen it what did we think okay i've only seen the first three so oh my gosh me too. Me too bad um okay there we go i haven't watched i'm gonna any. watch more later maybe because i'm not in the right place to watch new good media <laughs> that's I'm, good that's fair, i'm yeah. in the right place to just rewatch media i've seen one million times before mm-hmm. uh i don't know so far i don't know if so you knew far... this listeners but i'm moving so it's just been stressful <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving stressful. time is a bad time for new stuff yeah there's already enough new in the life right because it's like i'm not just sitting and watching tv i'm like watching tv and also putting stuff in boxes or i'm watching tv and sorting through stuff like uh, and so but like i want to give visions the proper attention that it deserves because like like the vision season one's like one of my favorite thing that's come out for star wars and like so far what i've seen from people's reactions like this is also like really outstanding yeah so, this is really good so far um and also it would good. absolutely suck your attention away from packing and i can't have that i yeah i cannot have that right now um every time because i'm watching it with uh aubrey uh for those who don't know that's my best friend um and every episode so far i've been like this is my favorite <laughs> It just no, it's really, really good. good. I mean, I was a hundred percent skeptical because it's not anime this season, really. But it's no, it's like good one anime. I think. Yeah, it's one. it sucks that this is the only place that Star Wars feels like they can actually do interesting things. Yeah, yeah. and like not worry about the mold or whatever, and like non children's animation shows, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely obsessed with seeing all these different styles like yeah i was initially really like why aren't they just doing anime but now i'm like okay yeah no actually seeing all these different styles from around the world is actually really fucking cool Mm -hmm. yeah and i understand Um, why they started the season off with sith because it's i mean i've only seen three so far but it is like just such a distinct unique like it's all just like colors and stylistically such like i've never seen anything like it before it's so gorgeous it's fucking spectacular honestly yeah (laughs) And I honestly forgot it was coming out. <laughs> so I, have not, I have not watched it. Um, There's so been again, a lot I've of only seen the first three. Lately, but what I will say is make sure that you are alone and have a lot of time for crying and or staring off into the distance before watching Screechers Reach. <laughs> yeah. That is all I have I, to say about that. Thank you oh, for I that love Screechers Reach. Tissues always. Yeah, that one was really good as well. Um, the animation there is also gorgeous. <laughs> it's very pretty. Yeah. Like, it's, it's extremely pretty. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't have anything else, so that's... <laughs> there we go. Look at that. A question that made us all positive. We're, we're a pro-visions podcast. So we, love, we love visions on this, this is podcast. The only thing, this is the only thing we'll, like, unironically get uh, excited yeah, really about. Really excited about. Like, yeah. In- like... In a in a few weeks after I've watched them, oh boy, I'm be. Talking. I just wish I just wish more people would. I w- I just wish they would let more people play in the playground in the sense of like do weird things. Star Wars is already weird enough. Like who cares if you're breaking tradition or whatever. right? And they are. There John are and so Dave many... are bullied. Like they've got that playground on lockdown. They are just like they're the bullies. Big play- yeah, they're just like no, you cannot play with our sand. And it's like it's sand. You can't play That's with our sand. I don't know figure. if it's. I, I spent forty five dollars on this Black Series action figure, and you That's cannot play with it. That's a in there. 
What? I don't know if it's that or more like Disney, the company, being like, that doesn't jive with the quote unquote brand. Right. You know, like well, the thing is like this like the first season was was received so well. And like this second season, I've seen nothing but positive things. And I think the popularity has really grown. The reports from Celebration this year was that it was just like it was a packed house in the biggest in one of the biggest like exhibit halls for the Fissions panel. Like people love this. And so hopefully it will eventually lead to bigger things. But for now I'm just glad that we have these and that it seems like visions is going to continue yeah um beyond just these two seasons yeah, yeah i really like, hope so it the galaxy is so wide <laughs> that it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense that there can't be these weird ass things going on that like don't have anything to do with like oh the jedi purge or like <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> Season three of Star Wars Visions will just be nine different animation studio creators take on Order 66. I will die. (laughs) And one Darth Vader comic. Don't bring Darth Vader (laughs) into this. That Visions is my safe space. No Darth Vader. And that's the thing. It's like, they're just basically like, go play. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. And you people saw- were, like, so into Visions the last time. They were like, where's our ninth Jedi movie? You know? Yeah, where there's, like, my like, ninth Jedi movie. Yeah, I'm like, where's my ninth Jedi movie? I want my twins series. Uh. <laughs> yes. Our, tra- our trans icons. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I've been like that. Like, when I finished Sith, I was like, I would watch a whole movie in this style easily. Mm-hmm. Screechers of Rachel's like, I could absolutely do a series after this, like about these characters. It's really not fair. <laughs> it's not. Can we talk about some things that are less good? <laughs> Still weird, <laughs> less good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chapters eight and nine of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Chapter eight opens with Season three Grandma. of Star Wars Visions is just nine <laughs> animation studios depicting scenes from Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. No yeah. one will have any idea. You know, this is just I would know why. Vision seasons. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would watch that. So, yeah, this one, this could actually be fun animated and yeah. Yo, I think there should if... be like a Star Wars What If show, like they did the Marvel What If show. I think like a Star Wars What If show would be really fun. And if one episode was just this. If anyone can actually tackle the twincest, it's an anime studio. Yeah, it would actually be an anime, yeah. <laughs> it's an anime studio, so. Yep. They've been yeah. down this road many times before. Whoever uh, just did Trigun Stampede, like, I was going to say, whoever, whoever did Penguin Drum. Yeah, like, they're <laughs> I didn't know about the incest before I started Trigun Stampede. I would have appreciated a oh, warning, you didn't not know from you, but from somebody. <laughs> Wait, oh. I just thought the Trigun incest was just common knowledge. It is, because it's still in the same, it's in the original as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any Trigun knowledge. I was just oh. like, cool gun anime. Oh, oh no. I'm yeah, so it's a cool old. gun incest anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry, there's also problematic age gaps. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, I would just suggest when you want to any anime, expect some form of incest, just as like a safety measure. Yeah, like no, a lot of anime doesn't. You're have not it, wrong. But, That's the problem. Enough does that you should be prepared. Quincess, baby, See, make, make sorry, arguing with me on that. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you on that. I've watched so many anime. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, my sample pool is quite small, but the fact that it's happened so many times in that pool. Yeah, like, and, and you know, you're not watching the really, the really, like, questionable stuff from the early 90s uh, and the late 80s that, like, I watched. And I'm like, oh, did this have right. an impact on me as a youth? And it's like, oh, it did. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yikes. Don't think about that. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, other things that have impacted me in my youth. Star Wars. They also have <laughs> yeah, yes. incest. Speaking of twincess. Let's not talk about how two common threads in your life involve incest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chapter we'll 8 <laughs> opens <laughs> on Grammel in a surgeon's office getting his arm repaired after surviving Luke's little oopsie explosions at the prison. The doctor lets him know that there's no permanent nerve damage but that he'll never Ever sweat from the arm again? <laughs> which, 
what feels like a really what? weird detail to like lead with and be like i've got good news and bad news <laughs> good news no out. permanent nerve damage bad news your arm will never sweat again <laughs> what a weird and like <laughs> how did how it's just that? the arm so like does it yeah. matter that much no it's not like it your not. whole body temperature can't regulate naturally would you anymore. notice do you think I, mean, I, would, I would, but notice, that's just because I, I get sweat. very sweaty. On yourself yeah. <laughs> or on another? Like, would you notice? Oh, on someone else? else, I wouldn't. No, unless I like touch their arms often. No, I'm a greasy goblin boy who sweats if you breathe on him wrong. So, um, <laughs> we have no problem with this. I have actually. no temperature <laughs> regulation whatsoever. <laughs> no, Grandma is nevertheless despite never being able to sweat from his arm again pleased with the operation and says that he'll make sure the doctor is rewarded she says what she wants is for the empire to not execute the troops responsible for letting luke and the others escape grandma says no (laughs) not that (laughs) we're gonna execute them let's try again The doctor argues that they were just unlucky. No one really stood a chance against two Yuzum and a human aide, especially if they had outside help, which they did. Mm. Not to mention that two of them are permanently maimed and the others are all scarred in some way. Let's remember here that she's arguing this with the guy who ripped someone's eye out a few chapters ago. I don't think the, but they're maimed permanently argument is going to work terribly well (laughs) on him. But Grandma says the doctors are romantic and agrees to her request. Uh, and then back to our prison escapees. This was just like a very weird, like little snippet of Grandma and this doctor kind of flirting, maybe. I don't, I could not tell Ew. what was going on. Yeah. If this is their flirting, I don't know. That's toxic. Back to our prison escapees. Several days have passed and Luke is getting fed up with it. He tells Hala that she said it would take seven days to reach the temple. And she reminds him, um, I said seven to ten days. God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It was like day seven. Seven to ten like, business days and also we sh- Martin we should Luther be there by you know, there. I, think re- I think reading this as a child at my local library is a big part of the reason why I can't fucking stand Luke Skywalker today. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, it is a bad subconscious. <laughs> Luke sucks, actually. I hate Luke. I don't. I can't. I don't hate Luke, but I deeply dislike Luke. You know what? If this is like one of your first experiences of Luke, I can't blame you. It's like Star Wars movies and this. <laughs> um, Leia is starting to wonder if there even if there even is a temple to find. But Luke reassures her that what he felt when he held the crystal was real, and that they should keep going. Leia and Hala are getting into this weird philosophical argument about the evils of the Empire when the crawler abruptly lurches, and Hala has to get them back on track. Leia asks her how stable the region is, and something like a quake bring them, brings them to a halt. Suddenly, the path they were traveling on has risen in front of them and is now staring at them. It's a giant space worm. Hala says it's a Wandrella, which is an interesting name for a giant space worm. We finally reached the portion of Splinter of the Mind's Eye that actually did get adapted into Star Wars. Sorry, Sass, spoilers, Star Wars Episode 5. Yeah. Yeah. You know the space worm? I've heard of the space worm, yeah. Yeah. I was about to Everyone's... be like, it's it's called a uh oh god, what is it called? Never mind. I was Exogorth. gonna call it a Exogorth. I was like, it's not a Dianoga. That's the uh it's the trash guy. That's, that's the, the slightly smaller monster. space worm. Oh, and we're going to talk about the trash kite later, too. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> Everyone starts shooting at the Wandrella with their guns, but nothing is happening. It was a real Chekhov's gun situation where in the last chapter, they're like, here are all these guns. <laughs> and they <laughs> don't work. <laughs> they showed and shoot them and they did show all. <laughs> they get the crawler off of the Wandrella's back so they can start navigating on real ground again. The Wanderella keeps gaining on them because it can just plow through trees and other obstacles that they have to, like, navigate around. Um, Luke tells everyone to aim for the eyes with their guns, which does slow it down a little bit. This feels like a video game label. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The Wanderella lurches forward with its mouth wide open right at the crawler, and they all have to get out very quickly to avoid it. Okay. Now they've got to find somewhere to hide. 
But now that you said that, and then knowing that this was like potential movie adaptation, like now I'm just thinking of the movie Doom, where it goes into the first person shooter <laughs> mode. And like, that's what you see is just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. First person shooter Star Wars. Luke shouts for everyone to follow him, but Hala and the Yezum are too far away and don't hear him, so they keep running in the other direction. After a bit, she stops and calls for Luke. She's worried he's dead when he doesn't respond. But Luke and Leia had just been closer to the Wanderella when it realized that it was eating a vehicle and not people. So it went after them, and now they've got to keep running. I hate when that happens. Yeah, oops. Oopsie. Ate the wrong thing. Uh, There was a quote from Leia that I have to read out loud. I don't know how much longer I can keep this up, Luke. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. Luke sees a line yeah, of really rocks makes and you think, doesn't it? It. Huh. it does. It does. It really does not. But when you keep it up, Leia. <laughs> it's Luke that's having a problem keeping it up. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to eating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all the... I came here to do. Good night. <laughs> Good night. When they get to the rocks... They see it's some kind of ceremonial cistern of some kind. And when Luke tries to step over it, he notices that it leads right into a pit about 10 meters wide. He then notices a vine that leads into the pit and says they don't have a choice but to go in to hide from the Wanderella. So they make their way onto a ledge and hear loud scraping sounds overhead. And I wanted to read this as well. Luke felt the warmth of the body next to him, lowered his gaze, framed in the faint light from above, The princess looked more radiant, more beautiful than ever. Leia, he began, I, we get saved (laughs) by the Wandrella coming into the the pit. (laughs) What do we think was the end of that sentence? He was gonna, he has the hots for her. I love you. I'm super horny for you. It's actually a misunderstanding because it's not I, it's the start of a sentence. He was gonna say, Leia, it's up there again. Uh, yeah. The Wandrella. <laughs> it's up there again. Specifically, the Wandrella, not any part of my anatomy, the Wandrella only. Mm-hmm. I continue continue to hate uh just the way that like Luke's internal monologue often doesn't use Leia, like the her name. Yeah. It's always like the princess, the princess. or the body like don't stop it <laughs> yeah stop it yep it's not luke sees an opening in the pit wall and he and leia rush into it the wanderella keeps getting closer and they're convinced it has seen them and is coming straight at them luke ignites his lightsaber <laughs> i love <laughs> i love when ash goes on video <laughs> so funny every time uh, Luke ignites his lightsaber ready to attack but they realize the Wanderella isn't attacking it's just falling down the pit oh. kind of a good news bad news situation because as it's falling it's also ripping the vine that they use to climb down oh. and a lot of the pit wall with it so now they're stuck in this giant pit um, but like between between the ground and then a worm right yeah. A dead worm. Above. A dead, a dead space worm. Yeah. I mean, at least they have this on their resume already, being stuck in a pit with a giant worm in it. They, they, know, they know what to yeah. do here. I mean, yeah. and like it's organic. Free me out. You can, can try through. Um, I wanted to read this quote as well. There were some good twincess quotes in these chapters. At the same time, the princess grew aware of how tightly she was clinging to him. Their proximity engendered a wash of confused emotion. It would be proper to disengage, to move away a little. Proper, but not nearly so satisfying. She was utterly drained, and the comfort she derived from leaning against him was worth any feeling of impropriety. They stood like that for a timeless stretch. Luke slid his arm around her, and she didn't resist. She didn't look yearningly up at him either, but this was enough for him. For now, at least, he was happy. They do realize the situation they're in right now, right? Like, this is not the time. (laughs) I would take, like, that... That kind of comfort doesn't need to mean anything. 
right? Like no. you were on the run. You almost died. This has been a hell of a like yeah. two day stretch. You just, like, you just survived I'm a just Wanderella gonna, encounter. I'm just going to rest my head on this person it's who a- I know is like fine. Yeah. It's okay to want a hug. I don't almost getting to, killed by a worm. I don't expect everyone who hugs me to also look yearningly at me. <laughs> like, I would actually hate it if that happened. That is weird. <laughs> that would suck. It'd so, be bad. Glisteners, it, there are two important lessons here. It's okay to want a hug after almost being attacked by a worm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to look yearningly at everyone that you hug. No. That's, that's a good There's lessons. no pressure. Yeah. And for hug the- can just be a hug. Just look at them like a normal freak. Yeah. That's what I do. Just go really wide eyed at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't blink. No, no yearning necessary. Just freak them out. Yeah. And then talk in like a cute little voice. Just do you gotta keep weird. them on. You gotta keep them on their toes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know listen, I'm actively trying. If someone like Luke in this situation hugged me, I would actively be trying to be like. Please find me unattractive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please yeah. think that I'm, I'm about a to do something. A- I'm about to do something extremely unsettling. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just gonna like gurgle great. a bit, like the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> I just look up wide-eyed, just be like, "Hey ho," and just use my Kermit the Frog voice and <laughs> just say that it's fine. <laughs> use your Kermit the Frog voice. I'll use my whole ass voice. Yeah, great. Luke will be like, oh, I'm suddenly never horny again. <laughs> that did the trick. Luke I mean, there are a couple of specific fetishes that you have to hope that the individual in question doesn't have based off your choice of voices. But generally speaking, what, what I know of Luke, Luke is very into human embodied women. Yeah, pretty vanilla tastes. Oh, yeah, he so never really shows any interest in the puppets. Not a horse Yeah, girl. and like, yeah. not even like, you know, strong domineering women, right? Like, Tenennial DeJoe was too much women for him. Like, too much, too much one. Those back missiles. To be fair, Tenennial DeJoe was too much woman for any of us. Oh, not for me. <laughs> I don't think it was the too much woman that was the problem for me. It was the too much. It's just, it's just a lot. <laughs> The, generic too the much. whole the whole singing mountain clan was a lot <laughs> and that the truth we are once again saved from further twincess this time by hala calling down the pit to them luke asks her if she can make another vine ladder for them to use to climb back up but she says she wouldn't trust any of the vines growing in this area to be strong enough i feel like at this point if i were luke i'd be like can i ask 3po if that's true like why why is he just taking her word for everything like i don't know i'm starting to feel a little suspicious of her hall says that the ledge is recessed and the recessed space in it means they're in a koe shaft koe are primitive race of humanoids native to mimban she tells them to go to the back of the recess on the ledge and they'll likely find a passageway that will lead them back above ground Luke asks what to do if they come across any of the Koei, and Hala says, it's not likely they will, and if they do, the Koei will likely just be afraid of them and run away. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Use the playful racism that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the last episode, when we're talking about primitive natives. Yeah. God. Hala, you're not really helping, so I don't not think you all. get to call other people primitive. <laughs> yeah. Can't even make a vine ladder, Jesus. Yeah, I can't even make a You know, if the vines ladder. aren't strong enough, fucking weave them together. Yeah. They tell Hala the direction that their pathway goes, and she says they'll all meet back up above ground, and it'll take them a couple of days to get there. Mm-hmm. Chapter 9. As Luke and Leia are walking, Leia's true feelings about Hala become clear. She says, the poor woman is sick with delusions. Her dreams have overwhelmed her sense of reality. So Leia is also yep, on that's pretty clear. Why are we Why are we trusting everything this woman says? <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, valid. Valid. Luke reminds Leia that whether Hala is crazy or not, they do need to keep Governor Asada from getting the crystal, which gets Leia thinking about being tortured again. Luke kind of pesters her to tell him 
to tell him about what happened, which is really rude. Like, do not make her relive her trauma for you. <laughs> Luke, what are you doing? Jesus, Luke. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, come on, come on, come on. Like, but the fact Shut that up. just something that, like, could lead to torture is enough to, like, set her off. Like, mm-hmm. she's not ready to talk about it, Luke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She wants to talk about it. She'll talk about it. Yeah, but my friends down at Tashi Station would make me talk about it. So clearly, this is how people re- interact. Your friends my are f- bullies. <laughs> my friends who bullied me consistently my entire oh, yeah. childhood. Your friends are bullies. Suddenly, they notice the tunnel they're in is getting brighter. It's a glowing fungus of some kind, which is gross. And then it's not really explained beyond that. Which, okay, cool. The last Just- of us. A glowing fungus. (laughs) The last of us. And this is where we take a sharp turn and Star Wars becomes a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Yes! That would be far more interesting than what we get. I read a very good book about fungi recently, so I'm here for the glowing. That's the most Meg thing that's ever come out of your mouth. Listen, it was very good talking. They talked about mammal bias. I was very excited about it. They see tons of stalactites, stalagmites, your typical cave shit as they're walking. They're impressed with how much work it must have taken for the Koei to make this pathway. Uh, But then as they're talking mid-sentence, Leia falls through a crack in the ground. Luke is able to put out (laughs) his his arm just in time to hold her. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Who among us has not fallen into a deep crevice in a cave and almost died? Yeah. Uh, Luke is able to pull her... My leg went through a roof once, but I thought it was I, solid. Like I, it's not like I yeah. stepped into a crevasse. I fell yeah. through. I busted a. I busted a hole through the attic once. But like that like was supposed I, I to. It wasn't like oh we're in a cave and there's a hole and I'm gonna step into that hole, like yeah. Like, it's just not fungus. very observant. You can see obviously. the hole. This book is bad. <laughs> this book is poor. <laughs> this book is poorly written. You <laughs> realize this. Years now <laughs> it took so me luke... eight chapters <laughs> until just now when luke pulls her back up there's this bit where they're like rolling around together trying to get their footing again and here's a quote now luke rolled clear came to a panting stop on her chest for a long moment they lay like that suspended in time then their eyes met with a gaze that could have penetrated light years what the fuck okay 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 (laughs) listen that's exactly what happened to will and nath (laughs) (laughs) after that whole but will and nath aren't siblings they're not siblings but i'm saying that happened to will and nath that happened to will and nath and people were like oh you're really too much into it no that's sexy that's tension (laughs) that's romance yeah not not fun I don't like the, I don't, I know in writing, you got to have things happen to make other things happen. I understand that as a writer, but I don't that like that she fell on a hole writing, just, so yes. he could, <laughs> just so that he could pull her out and they could have this moment. Like that's very contrived. I don't know. It's just not good. Yeah. I, a <laughs> this is how writing should go. A lot of points in this book feel extremely forced. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um... I honestly wish there was more force use in this book. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could solve a lot of problems. Um, but yeah, a lot of things are just kind of set up to be like checklist. Here's the generic tension and like, oh, she's she's a lady and she needs she's always getting into trouble and Luke's gonna save her and prove like his devotion. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> So after their little moment, they keep following the path a little more carefully now until it leads to a massive underground lake. They see some big leafy like lily pad things floating on the surface and Luke says that's their only way across because he for sure is not going to swim. He goes into the water and brings one of the pads back to shore and then uses his lightsaber to make some paddles out of selenite crystals. Then he drag something onto the pad to use use as a mattress and they both fall asleep for 12 hours. (laughs) 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 It's just so It's so unnecessarily specific. (laughs) (laughs) 
Everything and else like, has been really vague, and now they're like, yeah. they fell asleep for 12 I'm hours. I'm sorry, for which exactly one of them is wearing 12 hours. Which one of them is wearing a watch to know? Yeah. Also, who sleeps for 12 hours? I okay. don't know. Yeah, when you're, okay, but when you're on the run and your life is in peril? No, when I don't then. Just on like a mattress floating. <laughs> I in the do when I haven't slept for like a week straight. Then I'll sleep for 12 hours. And like, I do have to say, I I appreciate the call out of very specifically selenite crystals. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Why specifically selenite, which is like a crystal that is found on Earth that is used in the cleansing of other crystals. <laughs> so you can tell that he put thought into what he's writing because he's specific about something. No. He randomly heard somebody say it one time. No. He's like, oh, that sounds like a space crystal. Uh, at some point, Luke tries to act all chivalrous and tells Leia she can relax for a while while he keeps paddling. But Leia has a great reply where she's like, without me, you're just gonna, like, paddle around in a circle. Like, no. <laughs> Don't Sorry, be I'm stupid. Just, I'm just thinking about... No! No! <laughs> yeah, I'm no! <laughs> Immediately comes to mind. Sa- Sa- <laughs> Me and Maya tried to paddle in a little canoe oh, and yeah. it not going well. <laughs> yeah, that did not go well. Seth's well. just gone. Seth just left. <laughs> it's like so- bad teamwork. Just, just in a circle. If this was me and Maya in this cave, we'd be fucked. Yeah, he in the middle doesn't have a paddle, just at the whims of you two. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to help carry the canoe back on land um, when we're done. <laughs> Frankly, I'll just get out and swim and pull the, pull the thing. <laughs> so Luke hears something that sounds like dripping water, which doesn't seem all that unusual given where they are, but he seems stressed about it. Leia tries to convince him it's just dripping water from the ceiling, but surprise, it's another worm-like creature. (laughs) This one's a little smaller, I guess. Luke uses his lightsaber to keep it away for as long as he can, but then it drags him under the surface. We then have what is basically just a remake of the A New Hope garbage shoot scene, um, which I feel like if it happened in a book today, it would be kind of like a, oh, cool callback or whatever, but... A New Hope was the only thing that existed. Yeah, it was meant to be. And it's like, Alan, Alan, you got a little lazy here. You just copied something that happened in the one thing that already exists. Yeah. Like, this was meant to be potentially the sequel to that. You don't want to just have the same scene again. Yeah. No. But it's in a crystal cave this time. Okay, Alan. And this time Luke does have a lightsaber. So he finally emerges and has cut all the limbs off of the creature and Leia says, you did it, Luke. You beat it off. Direct quote. You beat it off. You beat it off. <laughs> Congratulations. Playing good sure has changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> They keep paddling and nothing bothers them again until they reach the far shore of the lake. There's a dock there, which tells them the Koei must also use the lake for traveling through the underground. Leia refuses to get off the pad while it's still in the water. She, like, refuses to set foot in the water, probably because of the giant worm thing. Yeah. So Luke has to carry her to shore. Oh, so cute. Listen, she weighs, like, 90 pounds. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's light as hell. And... They have stumbled upon a city, one with like really huge curved architecture with lots of arches. So they make a comment about how like this must be like a very sophisticated people who built this. Um, As they walk through the city, Luke keeps thinking he's hearing things until it's clear that he actually is. (laughs) There's a moment where Luke suddenly reacts to something coming towards him with his lightsaber and it says that Ben Kenobi would have been proud of him and it's it's a Koei the thing that Hala said they probably wouldn't see and if they did see they'd be too scared of Luke and Leia to do anything surprise surprise that's not the case there are several of them and they all have spears 
and they, you know, made some architectural marvels. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Huh. Huh. What were you going to say, Dan? It's like five points ago. (laughs) I love the idea that like Luke is so used to like hearing random shit in the forest that he hears an actual thing. And he's like, no, I'm hearing things. (laughs) It must be in my head. (laughs) Luke's been gaslit a lot. The force is gaslighting Luke. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Kenobi because he thinks it's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, imagine him as like a kid growing up and like Kenobi trying to be like, don't do that. It's dangerous. But like through the forest. And he's like, I, I, do I have a guardian angel? And then all of his friends are like, that's fucking stupid, Luke. (laughs) You're stupid. You just have a really good conscience. (laughs) You're stupid. Oh, you're hearing things. Meanwhile, cut to Obi Wan having a panic attack in the corner. <laughs> Don't go there. Fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what else can I do, Master Qui Gon? I just imagine Qui Gon sitting there, sunglasses on, ghost drink in hand, being like, "Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the actual pictures of Liam Neeson on set where he yeah, has like that, the that's sunscreen what Qui-Gon, on his nose. That's what Qui Gon is doing. His Ray Ban." <laughs> <laughs> working on his day. uh luke starts starts to take them all out with his lightsaber with leia's help tackling a couple of them one manages to get away so they start chasing after it not noticing that they're now running uphill leia heaves an axe at it and it tumbles over a rock pile they notice it seems a little brighter on the other side of the pile when they get to the top they pause there at the site of what lay just beyond and we will find out what that is next time. Yeah, That's good job, Luke and Leia. Nine. You trespassed onto indigenous people's land and then murdered all of them. Yeah, doing great. Just like your dad. Yeah, <laughs> like father, like son. Yeah, it runs in the family. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm guessing Yikes. it's going to be a giant kyber crystal. Oh, I hope it's an egg. I hope like it's in, like the egg from like the Podameron comic. Oh, that would be great. It's actually. it's gonna be that thing from Crystal Star whose name I can't remember. Waru? Grogu. Waru. Oh, yes. Waru. Not Grogu. Not Grogu. No, not Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> it's yeah, baby, Yoda Crystal shows Star. Up, baby Yoda shows up before Yoda existed. <laughs> God. That's the power of Grogu capitalism, baby. Holy shit. I don't even know about the fact that Yoda doesn't exist at this point. Yeah. That's fucked up. Like the most iconic image of star wars other than like vader grongus grongus (laughs) (laughs) adult grongus yeah oh you mean grown-up (laughs) grongus not baby yoda grown-up elder elder grongus i know there has to be a kid out there that saw mandalorian first and now refers to yoda as grown-up grogu it's absolutely adult grogu old man grogu yeah and if Grandpa he's grumpy, Grogu. he can just be, yeah, grumpy grandpa, grown-up Grogu. Grumpy grandpa, grown-up Grogu. I also love the way that people calling it Baby Yoda for so long um, has convinced a whole bunch of, like, suburban normies that <laughs> Grogu is actually Baby Yoda, like Yoda's mm-hmm. kid. Specifically in the I suburbs. Mean... <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. Only, yes. only the normies in the suburbs think this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> City normies know better. Oh, yeah, yeah, but those urban ones, they got better street smarts. And yeah, the rural were... ones aren't really. The, the, the rural ones have seen Wars. far too much. <laughs> Ash is giving us double deuce. <laughs> right now. Oh, boy. Well, let's get into the listener questions. Last week, we asked you... What other information did the Yezum relay to Luke when they kissed him? Um, <laughs> I forgot that was a question. It's such a good question. Um, I did not answer this last week, but I do have an answer this week. So the other information that the Yezum like gave to Luke um, was like a list of uh, like aesthetic changes that Luke could make. <laughs> uh of just being like 
Okay, so it looks like you have a combination skin type. So <laughs> here is my recommendation for a cleanser, facial oil, and moisturizer. And just like, just a lot Basically, of self so helpful. I want to get so just by a condensed version of Extreme Makeover is what you Yeah, got. like I'm kind of imagining this <laughs> Yuzum particularly as like Jonathan Ness uh, from Queer Eye. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, Love just it. be really helpful. <laughs> Um, the Yuzum told Luke the lyrics to the hit song Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Gave Luke a kiss on the cheek and the only the <laughs> only bit... <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. when the Yuzum kisses Luke, the information that's that he gets in his head first is you're gay. And um <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, you're gay. Hey, just so you know, uh, <laughs> they they know that Luke is his sister. That like Leia is Luke's six, is sister, but they're like he has to know that. So yeah, yeah they assume he already knows that because how could he not? How could he not know? Did you give this exact response last week, or am I just having major deja vu? People gave the same. Yeah, I Ash, probably Ash gave this. Exact Ash answer. gave the same response last. Okay. Week. Did I? <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. Was last week. Listen, it's been on my mind because recently I've uh, came out as using he/him pronouns, and the response for most people in my life were like, "Yeah, we knew." <laughs> what if a yuzum could just tell you? You know, we really knew it was. Uh, it was really only a matter of time. <laughs> like, what if a yuzum could just tell you what you needed to know? about yourself <laughs> oh they're a therapist a lot of trouble yeah yesums are therapists they're just like hey, but like not an annoying therapist that makes you figure it out yourself over time like and no, do the they're work. Like, they do the homework uh, for you they solve yeah. issues for you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh so helpful so helpful yeah. anyway so uh getting into the glistener responses uh, James said, preceding the actual information that the Yezum relayed with the kiss, and in order to make a secure connection for said relay, uh, relay Luke first heard the internet dial-up tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hmm. Catch-22 said, the Yezum kiss started off with, we have been trying to reach you about your land speeders extended oh my warranty. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite meme. Uh, ben Mormon said, the Yuzum and the Yuzum, with a U, are two different species, uh, which they are. Uh, and they weren't actually speaking the language that Luke thought they were speaking. But Luke was too distracted by other things, which Ben is going to leave up to our imaginations to acknowledge it. <laughs> Everything he's been saying has just been utterly wrong. It's just been wrong this whole time. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And Danny Glistener said that the Yuzum kiss relayed the entire user manual for the latest model of Philips Sonic Hair Electric Toothbrush. <laughs> 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 Diagrams and all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I feel like Danny was like doing some very specific thing at the time that they listened to it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like how I do the host intros. It's like, what's going on in my life mm -hmm. right now? <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm brushing my teeth and listening to Rogue Bud. <laughs> Years from now, archaeologists will be trying to piece together stories of Meg Humphrey and do base, based off of what the listener intro was each week or the host intro was each week. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's a sad tale. <laughs> It's I just want to think in a hundred in like a hundred years when Star Wars is no longer a thing that people remember, probably Please. our our bullshit podcast will live on. <laughs> <laughs> um man. Phillips. The latest model of the Philips Sonic Air Electric Toothbrush Mail. What is the latest model? Like, why is that better? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm definitely giving a listen. Oh, you don't have the, the Philips Sonicare XXZ? No. You know, it's like some bullshit thing with the motors. Like, it moves in different directions. <laughs> okay. I hear they're coming out with a flip model, actually. What? <laughs> flip toothbrush? Like a compact, like, travel electric toothbrush? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, 
Congrats, job, Danny. I think I think that's unanimous listening Bodhi yeah, for you get the you get the Bodhi for yeah, that. No, a hundred percent. Listen, the theme I feel like the theme of this chapter is is weirdly specific information. It, it truly so, is. Uh you get a selenite crystal or and sleep for 12 hours, whatever you want to do with that. Speaking of weirdly specific information. This week's question is <laughs> what's the most inconvenient body part? to lose the ability to sweat <laughs> Inconvenient. i'm gonna say the face because like sweating really actually helps get rid of like gunk that's like stuck in your face and stuck in your pores like when my face is not feeling well um sometimes like i'll do a workout and then like i'll sweat and then I- my face feels so much like clearer and refreshed after just getting all my pores basically um unloaded it's not the right word but it's the word I <laughs> um, i'm gonna say the padawan braid um, because <laughs> think of how many glistening attack of the clones anakin padawan braids we've given away and if there was no sweat then they wouldn't be glistening that's what makes them glistening it's tears surprise tears (laughs) tears and sweat tears of of anakin's slain yeah inconvenient body (laughs) pot i was just gonna say like my hair because i can hide it with a hat like so it wouldn't like do anything (gasps) i don't know if that makes any sense i'm so tired I think like it's I just could, like I could already hide it, so there's no there's no like convenient. Ad- you're just kind of like oh, everywhere else in my body sweats a lot, so yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go with the armpits just because I feel like that's where a lot of sweat comes from, and I feel like it'd just be bad if it right, wasn't like, concentrated like, there. We need to regulate our body heat through sweating, so I'm like it's actually very important to sweat otherwise we're gonna have to like you know start panting a lot um or like <laughs> cover ourselves in mud um or like is that why various... luke is like acting like he has the book he can't sweat he can't sweat that's why he's so creepy um i guess feral <laughs> yeah. yeah to be fair though most 19 year old boys that i've met are um they haven't feral. learned how to tone back the creepiness and the the feralness, so I don't know. They just need a strong. Am I going to say it? Yeah, they just need a strong mommy to simp for, who will teach them how to behave correctly. <laughs> Remember when you had the choice to say or not say that sentence? Yeah, and I said it. I am. <laughs> and you made the wrong choice. I mean, most the of pro- <laughs> most of Star Wars problems would be fixed if all they had was just a mommy to sip. Honestly, a, yeah. Not women in the galaxy. Though not some would say in the galaxy n- specifically. Though some would say Anakin simping for Padme too much caused a lot of problems in the galaxy. Yeah, the simping was a problem. That's because Padme was not a mo- like a capital M mommy. That's the problem. So you're saying <laughs> that the reason Star Wars happened is because Padme wasn't mommy enough. Yes. Okay, so you're blaming it on Padme. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like I've blamed everything in Star Wars and everyone at some point. I don't give a shit. It's everyone's fault when it comes down to it. Listen, I don't trust Padme because she fucking sleeps on beads. And I'm like, yeah, That's the beads messed up. She also knew the man that she wanted to marry was a fascist in <laughs> She's yeah. like, still hot. Um, yeah, I murdered a bunch of innocent people, but you were angry, so it's okay. Yeah. Oh, we got one. But really, it was the beads that she was sleeping on that was the true red flag here. Uh, we got one last, last to the <sighs> wire, uh, listener submission from X Wings in History, who said the Yezum conveyed to Luke that the way he was wearing his flight suit tied around his waist was not as cool looking as he thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, is, like, yours a little bit. Yeah, that's connected to yours. You look like a dork is a quicker way of saying. You look like a fucking dweeb. He does look like a dweeb, actually, yeah. 
I I mean, because like the problem, and even that Luke is too buff for like what Mark Hamill actually looked like in 1978. And so like in order to really pull off that look, you really have to be like barrel chested. Like you have to be broad up top with a you tiny know those, little waist. You know those um the- Power of the Force Star Wars. Power of the Force! Figures. Yeah, you gotta be a Power of the Force <laughs> yes. figure. They're like, let's make them look like superheroes to compete with X-Men action figures. It's the 90s! Everything's extra. Everybody's got fucking linebacker shorts. Yeah, even Leia! <laughs> Leia was ripped. <laughs> Have I it told you all the story? Be. Have I told you all the story about how there was a, uh, like a time capsule in my childhood home and when I went to dig it up when we moved, what I found was a Leia Power of the Force action figure that had, like, <laughs> yeah. melted to the box. That's horrifying. That's amazing. There are two types of people in this world. That's what horrifying. a thing to find in a time capsule. It's melted. I'm just thinking Imagine of- digging it up, like, hundreds of years in the future. Yeah, just all a the melt, just a Leia whose face is all fucked up. Yeah, I'd be like, I wonder what like important thing had to be hidden like this, and it's just that it's just a half melted Leia <laughs> power of the force action figure. <laughs> Who is this buff melted woman? She must be important. <laughs> Some kind of god. Look yeah. at this idol this person created right? to worship the goddess. <laughs> Amazing, honestly, amazing. That is me, yeah. Um, sorry, I keep thinking about the fun fact that your feet are the sweetiest part of your body. They are, they are, yeah. They've got a lot, of, a lot of glands. So many glands. Um, all right, glisters, hit us up on Twitter to answer this week's glister question at Rogue Podron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. Oh. Our Patreon is roguepodron. No, it's not. <laughs> I've done this so many. I've done this so many times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, while Sap is getting it together, um, while Sap is getting it together, I realize what my actual response is. The worst place to not be able to sweat is the pecs, because then how can they be glistening anymore? (laughs) Shit, you're so right. The pecs must always glisten. (laughs) I'm so glad I glitched out for that. Um. Thank God. (laughs) Our Patreon is patreon.com slash roguepodron. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Yeah, not a single listener since last week used one of their second email addresses to give us another review on iTunes. So we see you. We know you have more than one email address. We see you. We begged. Yeah. And yet. Now it's a threat. We see where we rank. What's a threat? (laughs) (laughs) We know you have multiple email addresses. So (laughs) amazing. Great. So next time on Rogue Padron, chapters 10 through 11 of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. How many more episodes do we have of this book? Two. (sighs) Just two. Okay. So penultimate episode. So I bet things are going to heat up in a weird way next time. <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of uncomfortable tension. You can count on it. There's going to be racism. There's going to be more twincest. Things there's gonna will be happen. Whatever the hell the plot is, because we lost it six chapters back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm in. assuming Darth Vader is going to show up at some point. Since he's on Maybe. the cover of the book. <laughs> Maybe? Who the fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, one of you just never shows up. Who fucking knows? Rammel actually just looks like Darth Vader. We just didn't know. <laughs> He's the splinter in the mind's eye, is, oh. is Darth Vader. Oh, well, it's a, it's a metaphor splinter. for Darth Vader. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's because, like, ooh, he's a splinter in Leia's, in Leia's mind's eye because it's like, ah. He's uh, flashing back. To you, that. you tortured me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke is like, I have some weird connection with him, but I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Yep, this is good. No, no, this is great. Yeah, look at me talking about Star Wars. Anyway, and that's the <laughs> signal. So this is Rogue Padron <laughs> signing off. Pash out. Keep it moving.
you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> huh, that was great. <laughs> Out. Out.